Okay, Sarah, thank you very much. I appreciate um, your work in preparing for the phone call. In the meantime, I'm joined by uh, a large number of staff. In the old days, we used to tell you who was on the line. There's too many of them all now. And uh, so we're just going to kind of bring up key people as they contribute to the conversation. I would point out a couple of key uh, analysts that are on the phone are our director of optimization research in our sciences group. Uh, Jimmy Ellis is online, and we'll probably be bringing some input into this conversation. Others will be introduced as we proceed. Let's get right into the topic. I think that we're going to cover something essential, but it's a bit nuanced. You're going to have to think deeply about some of the things we're going to suggest today, even though on the surface they're quite simple. Ostensibly, the topic is this. Is your sign-up process costing you leads and conversions, or is it maximizing them? And really, there's another way to think about it, uh, and that is, do you have a retail site that actually would produce more money? In other words, an e-commerce system. Is, is it really going to produce more value for you if you focused more on lead generation? Now, before you run away, I want you to think about something. I'm talking not just to people who are B2B generating leads for service businesses. I'm talking to retailers who have a large e-commerce offering as well as those who might have a service offering. I'm going to show you through a series of experiments how we discovered that part of the time we're only getting incremental improvement at best because we haven't gone backwards and asked ourselves the most important question, and that is this. What is the objective of this site or process or path or page? Now, I want to change that because most of you, if you've been in many of my lectures, you've heard me bring that up over and over again, Q1, Q2. So now I want to nuance that question a bit differently and ask you a second, a second level that will help you think. If you've taken our certification in online testing, I tell you that the way you get a research question, which typically begins with which, the word which in a single factorial test, is you first ask the question, why? And there's kind of a why question I want to ask here, and that is, um, if you know your objective, and if you're doing an effective job of accomplishing it, is it possible that you're trying to achieve the wrong objective with your website? I'll explain as we proceed. So let's just think about a particular case study that will help us to address this. And uh, it's a bit subtle, but follow with us. We conducted a four-week test for a global online vacation rental marketplace. The site's specialized. Uh, it's a portal where subscription path allows vacation property owners to list their rental property. So just to be clear, you go to the site, and if you own a property, a rental property, you can subscribe to their service, and essentially they help you advertise your property. Now, they came to us asking for help with their research. They're a good team. We were impressed. They're a reasonably small organization, smaller than some of our partners, but all of our partners aren't large, and that's deliberate. We want to understand many niches and, and various sizes of organizations in terms of research, its impact, and scale. Uh, they were very sincere and have worked very hard, and they've done a good job getting to the point that they had gotten so far, but they were concerned about conversion. So they asked us to help them. Well, rather than simply try to improve 
subtly what they already had, and we probably did some preliminary testing to that effect. We proposed a radical redesign, which involves a variable cluster from our testing methodology. You may be familiar with that if you've taken our classes. And if you look at the next page, you'll see the difference. On the left side, and these slides are a bit crowded. You're looking at two pages. They had to be crowded because uh, we're trying to get it as big as possible on here so it's easy for you to see on your screen. On the left is the original page. You can see it's attractive. It's professional looking. On the right, you'll see our modified version. You see down at the bottom it says control and treatment to try and make that clear for you. Again, the page is a bit cluttered, but I like, I'd like for you to be able to see both pages side by side. Now, with all of that in mind, let's kind of get an understanding of how this starts. You're looking at page one in a three-step process. So there's the control on the left and there's the treatment on the right. Now let's go to page two. There's the control on the left. There is the treatment on the right. We're just going to pause there, let you look at that for a moment, let you ask yourself which page will perform the best. And I, I'm not, yes. Well, this, the screen is, this, there's a quite a delay, at least on my screen. I'm willing to bet quite a few of our users. So just Thank you. make sure you, Thank you get paused because it, it's running a little slower than usual today. All right. Well, I have my original, and I actually have another screen of representing what the viewers are seeing, but I haven't been looking at it, Jimmy. So uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. So now you should be able to see the second page in the path. All right. Interestingly enough, the treatment is longer on the right-hand side, it looks, than the page on the left. So keeping that in mind, let's go to the next page. Now, the control had apparently four pages. And the treatment had three. You can see, I think you can see the four pages here. And then you can see the consolidated treatment page on the right. Clearly, there's a lot of optimization, a lot of design. And frankly, it involved significant work because we ran all of this on our own testing platform. And uh, uh, it was harder than we thought. And uh, we uh, we were challenged. Uh, that next slide is, showing, is not showing Flint. It, it, it should be now, Jimmy. I think it just changed. Take a look. Can you see it? It may be something on my end. Just make sure you got you know, the other system. Okay. Uh, viewers, can you see a slide on the on the left that says control and has... There it goes. It just overlap. changed on mine. Okay. It just changed just now. We need to ask everybody. Give us some input in the chat box if you could. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, it's slow on other people's end, but I think they're seeing it now as well. Okay. All right. These are also there's a lot of images on this on these pay, on these you know comparisons. So just think for a moment. Whether you're a retailer or whether you're um, let's say you have a service business, uh, in either case there's typically a path. That's all I want you to pay attention to right now. This is not really niche specific. I want you to notice something though. I want you to notice that what we tried to do was improve conversion and applying our conversion index. We did a typical uh, radical redesign, and uh, and let's just kind of get a sense of what that involved by going to the next slide. This new path reduced friction by decreasing registry fields, and from four to two, and reducing the overstimulation in the visual, a tighter eye path. We used an instant quote to increase the incentive and a stronger impetus to give us, you know, a lead. We communicated the value proposition more effectively in the headlines and copy placement. 
We increased vertical components of the iPad, directing flow towards the primary call to action. Now, what does that mean? It means that we tried to move their eyes down the page in a straight line as opposed to across the page. Now, you can see this in more depth, and if you're not able to see the pages right now as I described that, uh, it's okay because you'll be able to read all of this in the briefing we'll send you. And there's really a more important thing I want you to learn today than how to make this page better. So go ahead, take us to the next slide. How did the two pages perform? Well, they had an attractive path. The, the essential number should be in front of you. And uh, we achieved an 11.11% improvement. I'd like to stop you right there. I'd like to suggest that that was a dangerous result, that I'd have preferred a number in the 2 or 3% range or a negative improvement than this 11.11% for certain reasons. I would have preferred either a negative number or a very high number, 30 to 50% better or up. We often see some, well, we often see more than double. Really, if you look at it, it was a pretty modest gain. And, and also, there, there was issues with validity. It took a long time to try and run the test. There were a lot of things in the beginning of of this relationship that made it challenging, uh, most of it on our end, to be honest with you. And validity, uh, we didn't really realize until we got into it how long it would take to achieve validity, and we worked through the path, and I guess you could come now and say, well, see, it was worth it, that's that's a big gain. I mean, a 10% gain in revenue without, a, without an increase in cost is pretty significant. That's a major impact on margins. However, Adequacy is the enemy of excellence. And in truth, the danger here is that one could stop at this result and say, okay, we did well, let's try and do better. I see this all the time, particularly with testing companies. Because they have a lot of trouble uh, sometimes getting large gains. They, they typically get smaller gains. Some of the, some of the, the, the methodologies actually almost weight things in that way. What do you do when you get this gain? I, this, is, this is the crux of the matter. I, I, I'd rather you stop now and consider something more radical than a radical redesign. I'd like you to consider a radical way to think about your site. Because here's what we began to discover. At first, we were pleased with the results, but we compared the website's performance against the partner's other platforms for taking subscriptions. And guess what we found? Now, when we say other platforms, I don't mean other sites. There were other ways they sold subscriptions, for instance, by telephone. We found that most sales were closed by other means, that only a fraction were closed by the site. We did not know this at the outset. Perhaps we should have discovered it in the in-depth discovery, but the numbers on the metrics, it just was not clear to us. And while the partner site was designed for direct sales, in other words, it's a subscription site like many of you have, it was actually functioning, this is the point, mainly as a lead generator. Sales are being closed by the phone and email. Now, I know there's increased cost of sale when you use the phone. But the bottom line is this, that most of the people who came to this site had to eventually be closed either by email or by phone. So we returned to the test results and asked a different question. We asked, which version, the control or the treatment, generated more leads? Now, that's very important 
because we actually went back and said, wait a second, is this really a subscription site or is this really a lead generation site? Now, I want to say to you again, and I, that, that are in the retail side, in, in the next case study, I'm going to show you how this impacted or could impact your thinking as a retailer. But just take, stop for a moment and ask yourself, do you even have the right objective with your website? Could it be that you're missing something vital here? In our case, we looked and said, you know what? And I mean this graciously to this group who are run by good people. But we said, this is not a really good subscription site. And if it's trying to be a subscription site rather than a lead site, it's not a really good lead generation site either. Maybe, we're, well, maybe we've got a problem. Maybe we've got one factor mitigating against the other. So we went back and looked at the same data and essentially almost ran a new test backwards. Same test, just a different set of data analyzed. Here's what we <laughs> discovered. <laughs> The treatment, look at the, look at the control, the treatment, nominal difference and relative difference, just the bottom line is there. The treatment offer pass generated a 38% increase in the number of leads captured for the partner to leverage in their follow-up. Now think about that for a moment. Think about that. We went from 11% to 38% when you thought about the data differently. Now, We've got some intelligence analysts here, and I, I'm grateful for their work on this. And in particular, I would just point out, and I hope I don't mess this up. Uh, Jimmy, I might need you to correct me. Brad, if you're uh, available to correct me. But I, I believe that this project was overseen either by Gabby on our team or by um, Gina. In fact, let me just see, because I know they were very involved in thinking about this and working through the data from a different standpoint. I'm walking out to see that room, and I'm not sure which one it was. Wave at me. It was Gina. It was Gina. All right. Well, Gina oversaw this, and when she rethought, when she had a lateral thought about the data, we, we saw an improvement. I know Jimmy was involved also. But let's just, and many others, so if you're on my team, please forgive me if I'm not crediting you, but really I was, I'm impressed with how you thought about this. Keep going. I'd like to take the credit for it, by the way, but there's too many people here who know I didn't think of this. So, so that, that brings me to kind of a, a different thought about this. All right, so what if we think about this site as a lead generation site instead of and it's just a subscription site. And what if we focused all of our efforts on generating a lead? Because if you did, you would dramatically change that process, even the one that we just designed and implemented, because it's designed to optimize conversion, not leads. It changes everything. Now, I'm going to deviate for a moment. I recommend a colleague for you. Uh, it's not in my notes, and so Peg Davis, who is a hardworking <laughs> editorial uh, person who uh, is engaged in developing this clinic for the journal. Peg, this is not in your notes, but I'm just going to suggest something. I'm going to talk about a book here by uh, Edward De Bono, E-D-W-A-R-D De Bono, D-E-B-O-N-O. Edward's, uh, I, I read his first work. In fact, I've got my old copy. I'm pulling it off my shelf, and I think I got it in 1970. And 
And I can tell you this, he's done a lot of work on creative thinking, and he, he way back then, began to talk about lateral thinking. And I want to suggest to you as I move to the next case study that some of you may be making the mistake of thinking vertically in the sense that you're thinking about how to improve what you're already doing instead of going back, stepping sideways, shifting categories, and asking a completely radical, a completely lateral question about your website. In this case, I think that may yield more fruit still for this organization. But let's assume for a moment that you start to recognize, wait a second, what I thought was a, was a basic sales path could well be a lead generation path. How does that change things? What would you do differently? With that in mind, I'd like to go to another case study. In this one, we conducted a two-week A-B split test, single factorial. That's officially what it is for a company producing an investment newsletter and trade alert service. Big company, and uh, we can't tell you who they are. And the objective was to increase the site's conversion rate for subscription. The existing subscription path was five pages long, but we want to identify whether including a registration on the offer page and consequently shortening the path would increase the number of subscription signups. So let's just kind of think about that. Let's look at the original path. There it is. And if you notice the ugly gray marble-looking boxes, that's because we're covering things up so you can't immediately see who they are. It's not that it's that confidential of information, but we just want to we just want to be gracious to our partner. And uh, it's coming. Some of you don't see the picture yet, but it'll be here in just a moment. We're watching it; hasn't shifted yet on our monitors. This is an issue with, uh, I guess, with GoToMeeting. So we'll keep an eye on it. You should start to see it now. It's it's begun to shift here. Jimmy, do you see it? Uh, I see. Yeah, the five-step process. All right, now I want you to notice something, and this is very strategic. There's the five-step. There's the original. It was professionally designed by people who know what they're doing, and it was reasonably attractive. However, we thought there might be a better way. So let's look at what we designed. Now, you'll start to see that change. I know that it's moving for you right now. We'll give you just a second to see. Our improved treatment path eliminated the offer page. She doesn't really look that much different, but it eliminated the offer page. And it sent traffic directly to the email capture sign-up page. Now, what's significant about that? Well, what happened was, think about it again. There was four steps, and there was an offer page, but we started the offer on the landing page. That's the big difference, and there's a reason we did that. Jimmy's been in on a, num a lot of research about how to improve performance, and there's some... There's some correlations between this and actually what you do on your product page and in your cart for e-commerce. But look for a moment at this site, and let's look at what the difference was. So we're going to go to the data table. You should get to see that here in a moment. I'll, I'll kind of interpret it for you while you're waiting for it to come up on your screen. The difference was 0.03%. From a control at 0.65% conversion to treatment of 0.62%, I mean, it's not much. It's not much. However, and by the way, I wouldn't have expected it to be much. It's not even that. If you look at the two pages, you, we've eliminated something, so we possibly reduced friction. But we made some 
but the, but the pages aren't that different. However, and you can read this at the bottom, and this is where I'm going, the difference is that for basically a minuscule difference in conversion, we got a 195% increase in leads through email capture. Now think about that. If you could keep conversion the same, but get a 195% increase in the number of names you can work as a lead or market to with permission, and if you see how we do it, we do it within the you know limitations of industry standards for can spam and so on. Think about the impact of that. And it might well be that on your own site right now, you are thinking about your site as a uh, as a retail site or as a subscription path, and you're just missing the the, the true impact of lead generation through your site. It's not just about email capture. It's about lead generation. It's about future sales. It's about not paying a pay-per-click company for the same click twice because you already got that name. You've already worked that name. Think about that for a minute, and then let's ask ourselves a little deeper question. This is kind of a technical question to the side, but something you might find interesting. I do have a question here. It says, it's unclear what you did to take it to 4PPS. What do you mean eliminate the offer page? Uh, I'm going to let Jimmy answer that question, and then I want to talk. If you're prepared to, Jimmy, otherwise I will. But I think sure. you worked on this some, didn't you? Yep. All right, so you can answer that question. And then I want to raise a question for all of you in the audience. And, and this is a very – you can't see this, but I'd like you to ask yourself, well, why didn't we see any real increase? If we went from four to three, automatically you'd think you'd get more people through the process. What's the difference? Go ahead, Jimmy. Um, well, on this particular one, uh, another way to look at this is, is based on the motivation of, of the user. So what you didn't know, <laughs> what I'm going to tell you right now, is that the quality of traffic coming in was, was uh, quite a large chunk of it was uh, from a TV show. And during the TV show, the, the person on the show actually said, all you have to do to sign up is go to this URL and enter your information. So what happened is is there's those two pages. There was the offer page that had all the copy and content and bullets and all the, the selling points. Then there was the, 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 when we removed the offer page, basically the first step of the sign-up became the new offer page. But what it did is it exactly met the expectations of those customers coming in. They were told they were going to a URL to sign up, uh, not to get an offer. And so what happened in terms of conversion is you had the same quality customers coming in um, with, with high motivation, but the one with the offer page there was actually a friction point, actually a barrier, because they really didn't need any more convincing to buy the product or, or start the process. Um, they were, they are pretty much had already made that decision, but in terms of getting their contact information for email capture, the second page without the offer, without that friction in front of it, it went straight to the sign-up, and, and we were able to capture, you know, what, uh, 200%, uh, you know, more leads in terms of email captures. All right, so that's a clear explanation, I think, and there'll be more. Again, you'll be able to get the journal article. I'm going to answer a couple of questions, and then I'm going to take us to uh, just some thoughts about this. You can go ahead. You'll see a slide coming up in a moment that basically summarizes what Jimmy said, and uh, that slide kind of should help you to get a sense of that if you weren't clear. But I, I want to just go just a bit further on this and then move to another case study. And I think if we have time, I'm going to be looking at some of your own sites and your own lead generation efforts. So 
if you'd like to, um, go ahead and start submitting some of those sites that you'd like us to possibly look at and analyze from the standpoint of are you capturing, you know, really I'd, I'd be interested in looking at your site, retail or otherwise, but asking are you doing everything you can to actually capture leads with your site and perhaps help you improve that. If you submit your URL, we'll go there and look at it as a group. In the meantime, uh, I'm watching your URLs come in, and uh, I'm going to talk to you about what we just did differently. So what happened after that? Well, we put the original offer page back. We eliminated the checkboxes for privacy policies and terms and conditions to reduce anxiety about entering the lead information. And, uh, and then this email lead allowed us, based on the way it was set up, to email 24 hours, 48 hours, four days, and six days later a note back to them from customer service asking whether or not they had difficulties completing the registration. If they clicked on a hyperlink in the email, they went right back to the point where they left off. Now, Andrew Foss, uh, who I think, Andrew, you're a fairly frequent attendee. I mean, there's a lot, there, are many, there are hundreds of people that attend these events, but I think I recognize your name. Uh, asked an important question, what was the back-end conversion? And a lot of this I can't get into currently, but by combining and this, boy, if you're a retailer, you need to get a hold of this. I say 4,000, it wasn't me, it was our team, but we say 4,000 abandoned orders with what we're trying to explain to you right now. The treatment increased lead capture by 49% by changing it back and doing a, making a few little differences in the page. But the basket recovery increased conversion by 56%. Think about the difference now. Half as many more leads and half as much more money, same marketing spend. What's going on here? I'll tell you what's going on. We, we, we're getting subscription sites to think about themselves as lead generation sites. And we need to get retailers to think of themselves as lead generation sites. Some of you have, and I mean this empathetically, have pathetic margins. When it comes right down to it, your margins are so slim, you have to fight and scrap. And the problem is, with the Internet, as beautiful and wonderful as it can be, every single thing you do to attract more customers can be duplicated by a competitor instantly. If you write a good ad in the pay-per-click place, they can get it. If you write a good email, they can get it. Whatever you're doing is being observed in a way offline is a little bit more difficult. And what's happening is it's almost the competition can be smothering. What starts out good has a declining set of returns. Conversion begins to go down. And if you are going to succeed against this kind of competition, it's important to you, it's important to anyone who wants to do this, to actually be able to think laterally to think laterally in a new category, in a new way about their site. Some of you are not making enough money on your transactions themselves. You think that you're, you know, uh, I don't know, you're, uh, you think your business sells electronic widgets, but it really generates transactions. You might be doing 500,000, 2,000, 5,000 orders a day, and you're not making enough money on the transactions. Your merchant account is, but you're making nothing more than the profit on your, and the profit on your product is not enough. It gets thinner every year as you have to increase your marketing spend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I want to challenge you on this this particular time together to think about the objective of your site and ask, is it the right objective? Have we really thought this through? 
Look at the difference here for this group. And let's, let's move on. Let's go to the third case study, and then we're going to look at some websites, if we can find the time here. We conducted two tests, each lasting one week, for an online personality testing organization. Now, the objective was to design an offer page that would motivate more people to take this assessment. In a sense, it's like lead generation. The business also wanted to collect personal information from users voluntarily, get them to give personal information. So the conversion path was a landing page, then you took the survey or the assessment, then, then you went through a registration process, and then you got the results of your test, your profile. The treatments that included email capture on the offer page had a separate page asking for a street address before the profile results would be delivered. We're going to show you this. I know it's a little confusing, but there were four designs. Now, if you're wondering, okay, what are you saying? I'm not sure I'm following. Let me explain to you just simply. We were trying to get a large group of people to go to a website, and once they got there, they go through a process where they took a test about themselves and got the results back, but first they provided us with critical information that we could use voluntarily through their acquiescence or additional marketing efforts. We wanted to find out if long and short copy or long pages and offer pages uh, would be, which ones would be best in this particular case. So we took the best page and it became our control for a micro-test in, in the second week. And you can look at them right here. On your left is a short version with email capture only. On your right, is a short version with personal information. I know you don't see it yet, but it's coming. If you just joined us or you joined us late, I think GoToMeeting's having some issues. Their servers, they're just slow. Pages come up, but they're slow. So we're going to give them a second for, for it to catch. It looks to me like it's just now coming in for most of you. You should see on the left the short version and uh, with email capture and and then the short version that has more than that. If you're trying to figure out the difference between the two pages, look at the bottom, and you'll see that there's a lot more fields on the right-hand page. Now, I don't know that this is all that profound, but I think it's pretty interesting side by side. So we're going to give you a second to see the next page, and you're going to see how we put all these different pages together, and you can see the actual result differential between them. Now, I'm, seeing, I'm sharing this last design, and, and I'll, very, I'll tell you this. It's kind of a bonus for those of you that are on this line because we won't send this probably out with our actual clinic briefing. But if you're thinking about lead generation for your own site, if you look at the numbers down there at the bottom, you can see that one of these pages did way better than the others. Treatment A is at 25. By the way, if you're trying to figure out what those percentage are, that's actual conversion. <laughs> Treatment A had conversion at 25.4%. Wouldn't you like to have that for your product sales? And, by, and let me tell you something. If that, you say, well, yeah, but that's the sign up and it's not as hard. It's true, but you try getting 25% for anything on the Internet. You try to get 25% when there's a pay-per-click ad that they're coming from. It's really quite remarkable. And you can see the differential between 16% and 25%. And it translates into a simple lesson that connects with how you might think about this this lesson from the entire clinic, and that is uh, the the difference between one and four is 
significant, as in 326%. Bob, double validate that number for me, will you? I think it's correct, but if you will, double validate it. 326%. Now, why is that important? I mean, why deviate right here at the end and just give you a particular about lead generation as opposed to the larger concept here about thinking about the objective of your site? I'll tell you why. Because, in essence, if you don't know your objective, you're not going to be able to, 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 to really lay this out properly because a page designed for one objective will get such a significant difference in results from a page designed for another objective. What does this mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means that you've got to go back and ask yourself, do I have the right objective for my page? And once you've determined that, you need to very, very carefully go back and make certain that you are doing the things with every element, every aspect, all parts of this page or this path to achieve those objectives in the proper order. And you may have 1.5. You may have two objectives. All that being equal... You need to understand that if you don't think through that properly, the results could be uh, cataclysmic. Here, there's a 326% difference when you start thinking of it as lead generation and you shorten the form. All right. Now, I want to help you with this concept. I want to summarize for you now, and then I want to go to your side. So let me summarize. Bottom line, what I'd be doing if I were in your shoes, if, if I were running your company and I listened to this clinic, is I would be back with my team saying, wait a second, do we actually know... You know, Peter Drucker used to say one of his fundamental questions, and I, I still think he was the, the old master when it comes to thinking the strategy of business. I, if you haven't read his two books, he's written several, but four classics, and one of them, The Effective Executive and The Effective Manager. Those two are the best. He calls the other one Managing for Results. He says one of the questions you have to ask every day is, you know, what is the business we're in and, and how are we doing? I think you need to go back and ask yourself this question about your website. What is the business we're in? I don't mean – I mean, I know you, you know what you're selling. You, I know you know what your product is, but ask about your website. What is its role in the business that we're in? Are we using it properly? Are we really maximizing the opportunity? Are we leaving money on the table because we haven't recognized that there's a significant lead generation effort that should be taking place either in place of what we're doing or in addition to what we're doing? All right, so thinking about that, I'd like to help you evaluate some of your own sites the danger here is that this can go well or it can be very embarrassing. We, 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 we don't know what we're looking at until we get there. John's going to help me, and I have not seen any of these sites in advance. So the problem is uh, I don't know if I'm going to have good ones to look at or bad ones. And if you write me at the end and say, well, I'd like to have a box sampling, that's true, but we're doing this on the fly. Now, we could have submitted this to you a week ago, but the danger is that we didn't plan to do this a week ago. We looked at this today, and I decided, you know what, if I can, I'm going to help some of the people that are on the line right now. So I've got a whole team on here, and we're going to evaluate. So let's look at goodmailsystems.com. I just see it. And, John, you can start pulling some up on the right-hand monitor so I can try to see them. But right now, go to goodmailsystems.com. All right, so we're going to go there, pull that up so you can see it on your screen in a minute. And, John, you'll open two browsers, one in this window to pull up other ones for me to look at and one in this window so that the entire audience can see it. Okay? Now, pull this, pull this, pull this over here so it can be seen on the screen. John's getting it over there for you. And while he's doing that, um, 
I'm going to ask the person who submitted Goodmail Systems to write some comments to me right now through the chat feature and tell me a little bit about this site. While I'm doing that, I have pulled it up. Okay. So here I am. I'm looking at Goodmail Systems. I'm doing the first thing anyone does who doesn't know your brand. I'm trying to comprehend who I'm talking to. It's a natural human instinct. The next thing I would naturally do is try to understand what it is you may be able to do for me. And I'm looking at your site right now, and I hope I can speak with candor because uh, it's the only way I can help you. Uh, there's a lot of problems. J Jimmy, uh, would you like to go first, and then I'll speak? Uh, it just popped up for me. So. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, let me talk while Jimmy's doing that. We're going to try to do this fast so we can cover as many sites as possible. If you submitted your site, stand by. I know we won't get to all of them, but we will look at them. John, you can pull some up over here and leave them in tabs for me. Uh, right now, I'm going to look at this one. Okay, first of all, I'm still not sure what you do. I know you restore trust and email, but I can't apply that precisely to what it is that you offer. You might think I'd figure it out from the large blue banner at the top, but first of all, it's too large, and secondly, you've got banner blindness. It looks like an advertisement. It's flat, it has movement, and I can't even tell if that's your banner or someone else advertising on your site until I think about it. Underneath that are a whole list of brands. I want to assume that those are customers, but I can't tell. I think if I try to read the fine print, I'm, that might be what it's saying, but essentially you've, there's enormous confusion in the iPath. Uh, those brands belong there, but they don't belong as an interrupt between the client coming in or the prospect coming in and the conversation you must start with them. Because when they come, you must start the conversation. As I go down, I see some events that I can go to, and I see news. But I still don't understand what it is that I'm supposed to do with this page or with this sign. Uh, you've got something there that says, heard about certified email, find out how to tell if an email is real. But that's not the most pressing thing in my mind when I come into your site, and I'm not sure if that's a banner ad at first or if it's something you want me to do. At least it's a little bit rounded. It looks like it might be different from the rest. I see the awards, I see the brands, but I have absolutely no reason to engage. So let me ask you a question. If you're standing by, you've got to do this fast so I can move on. You may have already put this together with me, but what is it that certified email or good mail systems is trying to do with this page? What's the objective of this page? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, I just got a really interesting note from one of someone on here. And, uh, and I'm going to read that to you. Convince the user to click through to register. Uh, I'm just going to use your first name, Robert. I assume that's your... I, I, are you the person who, who is? <laughs> tell me that you're the person who submitted Goodmail Systems because I the, the, there, there's hundreds of names coming in. It looks to me like I can't see. Oh, oh, I can't find your the original person in the list. Oh, that's not yours, Robert. Okay. All right. Well, if I don't get a quick reply, I'll move on. But can I just can I read you a comment that I just got from someone? Uh, other than a smart aleck comment from Chris who says that a 25% conversion rate would be just fine. Thank you for his site. Uh. And, Chris, we guarantee that anyone who, who attends these clinics, uh, I know they're free, but we guarantee everyone who attends at least three of these clinics in a row gets 25% conversion or their money back. And uh, 
So congratulations. I hope this is your third one. Uh, in the meantime, someone from Hanson's Clothing said to us that we helped them with a cart recovery program. Since January 1-1, they've recovered. Now, this, is, this goes back to that what we saw about lead generation and what happened in the carts. And, and they said, I could share this, and I, I appreciate that, too. Uh, they recovered 49, Jimmy, you didn't know this, 49,000, oh, is it 49.87% of their abandoned carts? Yeah, that, that was high. We, we love those handsome people. Yeah, well, they obviously did a lot of things right. 49.87% of their carts they're recovering. Think about the impact of that on your on your own revenue. It's a horrible thing to spend all that money to get them in the cart and lose them there. You need to think about lead generation, not just about making the sell. Uh, I'm going to move on from good mail systems, but I, I mean this so graciously, and I hope I don't I don't uh, hurt anyone's uh, feelings with this. But uh, this site needs a lot of work, and uh, perhaps good mail gives them a clear path through AOL spam filters. Well, there's a strong. Uh, I, have, I, have, I have two things real quick for this page, Flint. Yeah, my, my first my first thought is. What is certified email? I have no idea. There's, there's no problem been built. Obviously, it's something to do with probably spam-free mail, if I had to guess. But I, I don't know. So that question needs to be answered. And then it says, find out for yourself with a free trial. What am I getting a free trial for? So, you know, if you answer those two questions on this page and, and probably embed your free trial form on this page as well, you're probably going to be uh, way better off. Thank you, Jimmy. Those are all good points. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, so there's that possibility. Now, I, we could compare something side by side. I could get in trouble doing this. I need a retailer. Uh, I'm getting some good sites coming in, but I, if you're a retailer, submit your site to me right now so I can help the entire retail audience that's online at the present. But I'm looking at another site that's, that's here right now, and um, they tell me who they are. They tell me what they do. They make it real easy and real attractive to click on the free trial. And I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're, uh, have got this from some of our, our clinics or not. So, but notice that they have quantified an exact percentage over there under their value proposition statement. eMercury has a higher delivery rate, 78 to 80% than our major competitors, 38%. They, they've, they've tried to quantify their claim. And uh, now that should be clickable with some kind of evidence or more or verification as a small link afterwards, and it shouldn't be gray on blue because it's very hard to read, and, and it, it needs to have a stronger uh, contrast. And they've got their free trial sign-up now on the left, and that should pop as opposed to be lost in the page. And they've got three columns on the right, and that might work. There's probably a better way to do that, the three columns in the middle. But all in all, they're starting to do things on this page that will help them. It must be doing modestly well at least, and maybe more than that. So uh, kudos to you. I would consider some changes. There's more we can say. Jimmy, do you want to say anything before I move on? I guess, you know, I always like to look at the source of traffic coming to this page because I like to, to add a relevance to wherever, you know, what, what, what ad were they clicking on before they got here? For example, if they were clicking on a one that was just specifically email marketing, I don't want to change effective managed communication to effective managed uh, email marketing or, or email marketing services or something like that that was real specific to what they were looking for. Um, but no, in terms of, of lead generation and, and the setup, I mean, if they were coming in on an inter expectation that they're going to be able to sign up for a free trial, you're, you're doing great because your button's super clickable, you quantify the, the value proposition as best you can, and it's, and it's a, a, 
this page is not overcluttered. There's not too much stuff to distract you uh, from basically, you know, it's either you start your free trial or you don't. It's pretty focused. So I've got a retail site I'm going to show too, Jimmy, but let me just say about the free trial. The only thing I would suggest to you guys is if it was at all possible to collect an email on the first page as part of, see, this form is wrong. This one hurts you. Uh, when I click on free trial, this is where you're losing. This is where you're losing people in your <laughs> right, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. You see the problem? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, you uh, you're asking for too much to get the free trial, and you need to ask for that post capturing the basic information. It goes back to the last case study that we looked at, case study three. I'll guarantee you, our team could look at this and double or triple the amount of people getting through this process. Yeah. So so there's more to be said. Hopefully that'll help you a little bit, and it's it's free. So, if it doesn't, again, if it doesn't work, I'll send him off and get your money back. And, uh, all right. So, I, I'm going to Horton's right now. They sent us. Here's a retailer. i got two of them in front of me. Uh, Horton's Signature Lighting, world-class lighting from Horton's. Now, Horton's is, a, is a, I think, a, a well-known name brand. Um, but, uh, first of all, the entire page looks like five banner ads that are disconnected from four, different, four or five different groups. Uh, there's no conversation, there's no dialogue, there's no attempt to capture your a lead on this page as well as to get somebody to click deeper into the site. Uh, please bear with me when I be this frank, but it's a horrible page. It's a, it's a horrible page, and uh, it, it, the only reason that it works is because you've already got a brand offline. If you if you started a business on the Internet like this, you'd be out of business fast. Although you could get a lot of venture capital rather quickly during, you know, maybe if you did this a year ago, whether you had an idea or not. But um, it's 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 bad because the objective is lost completely. I don't even know what you want me to do on this page, and I can't even tell the difference between a conversation and being assaulted by a group of different ads. Now I can understand why a lot of Larger offline companies build sites like this because all they've ever built before were magazine ads. So they put four magazine ads together and they've got a website, but that's that's not effective. And uh, Jimmy, you want to give these folks some help? <laughs> no, I mean I, I think you nailed it. it to, to me, it looks like one, two, three, four, five, five banner ads or five yeah. you know print magazine ads, and so. There's no eye path. There's no direction. Nothing looks clickable. Um, I, I don't even know where to start. Even the left, the, the other images are so overpowering. You don't even see that little left nav stuff, and, and those don't even look like links because there's no underlines with it. No, they don't look like, look like yeah. navigation. It looks like an ad. Your net, gallery. I mean, it doesn't all even images. Like products. Yeah. It'll also it'll do horrible in natural search because there's virtually no text no on the text. page. No. If you if you go to the source code. And just for most of you probably know this. Oops, I didn't want to do that. Uh, somehow I got to page source. What about that? Yeah. I, well, I can't. Oh. No, no, it's not there. What's happened was I I lost the uh, I lost the URL. If you go to the page source, you can see though that we don't have enough text. Listen, one here's here's a one minute key to everybody on the everybody on the phone right now who's trying to get their website to sell more product. People don't buy. From from websites, people buy from people. When someone comes to your website, they're coming to your store. You need to meet them. You need to talk to them. You need to tell them where to go. You need to tell them how to get help. You need to establish relationship, build relationship. There are some there are some exceptions to this rule. I'm aware of that. But in general, 
that's the way you need to think, even if you're a big brand. And you can do that as a big brand without looking too homey or campy or or uh, to look as though you're not professional. But you're missing that. And I'll guarantee you, your business was not built this way. It was built by people building relationships, probably, you know, directly out in the field with uh, with buyers. But you've got to do the same thing with your website. Let's move on. New, new, new site. Uh, there we go. I'm going to look at one more retailer, and then we might look at something else. We're trying fast. I'm going to try to get almost everybody I can touch. I don't know if I'll get to you. We may run out of time, but I've got a sector, youth sports psychology, fab homes. We're, try, we're trying to get there, okay? Here's the here's, – uh, oh, they got Gary Knowles, Whole Nutritional Products. Here's a retail site. Um, jump into the best shape of your life. All right, Jimmy, Ellis, go for it. I know this is going to hurt you, Jimmy. I know this is you, you don't probably don't have the skill set to, to handle this, but do the best you can. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find what they're trying to get me to do. I see the free shipping. Yes, yes. And then I see the special offer. So is it that? Like I said, that's a free shipping. It doesn't tell me what product they're offering me in that, that main section. So I guess it's yep. that rebounder that that lady is jumping on, but it just wasn't clear to me. Then it goes down to these next sections. I'm just kind of taking the whole page in real quick. Hold on a second. Okay. Well, let me just do this quickly because I want to go. I want to move fast for the benefit of everybody that's here. Sure. So I'm going to just I'm going to limit our time. Jimmy, you can look and think. First of all, I'm not sure who you are or what you do. Secondly, I I I can't tell the difference between when you're talking to me or one of the ads are talking to me. Thirdly. Your banner is is uh, not clearly distinguishable, and on Mozilla, free shipping is actually uh, not working properly or displaying properly, I don't think. And if it is, it looks like it's not displaying properly, which is probably worse. What you need to do is have someone greet you at this site, telling me what it is, what you do, where to go, and then you can make certain that the, the things, the products that you have on your page that you're featuring don't feel like a series of boxes that I have to go. Every line is, a, is an eye stopper. You want those things to be featured in a way that allows them to look natural on the page, and you probably need to direct, them, direct me to them in, in, in text links. And depending on the site, you might even experiment with having a product directory below two or three featured products for all that that can do for you. There's a lot you can do to make this page better. But I'm sure that people come here and buy things because it looks like you have a substantial offering. There's a lot of items on the left nav because it looks like you're one of those smaller operations where you might actually get some personal assistance. And it's not that you're doing everything wrong, but my guess is you could double conversion off this page. I'd like to move on. Uh, John, what else do we have up? All right. Go ahead and pull up three or four more for me, but right now grab uh, – grab, uh, Scroll, scroll up, scroll up. All right. Grab uh, Smith Mountain Homes. Okay, we're going to look at smithmountainhomes.com. You can go there in your own browser if you're trying to follow with us. You can look online. If you go to your own browser, you can, of course, click away through. Hopefully, what we're going to do here will help many of you that are thinking about your own site. By the way, I'd like to point out for you that not a single – now, this is – I've been waiting to say this, uh, but just to connect everything with the lesson that's taken place thus far in the whole day, guys – You've got you've got not one of these sites we've looked at has had effective lead generation on the home page. You've got to generate leads, not just make sales. And you need to think about that. All right, so it's Fifth Mountain Homes. And um look what's happened. 
we got a guy, he's the founder. He looks real. He looks like somebody I might trust. Be, beware of using your picture. Test it with and without it. It'll turn some people off no matter how, who you are. But this kind of feels like a, uh, a real person talking to me. Now, the paragraphs are too long. Uh, they need to be much shorter so it's easier to read. You need some bold font and bold text in here. But I see and feel that I'm dealing with a person, and uh, I think I'd click into this site. Now, again, there's nothing on this page that would help me give you information to remarket to me, and that's a dangerous mistake. Uh, but this has a this is above average. So I don't know if Paul Moore is online or who it is that's representing, but but uh, bottom line is you are um, you're doing better here. Break these into paragraphs. Give me an iPad. Shrink the real estate picture at the top. It's it it. it, it you should have a picture there for what you're trying to sell, but it probably doesn't need to take that much real estate. Less is more, and it accomplishes the same thing. Uh, your thumbnails over here on the right need to be large enough that people can see enough, unless your goal is to get them to click and make them only large enough to intrigue them and make them click deeper into the site where you can get closer to actually making a sale. However, having said all of that, I would probably work very hard on the front page I'd, have a, I'd probably offer a tool that would get people to enter information that I could use that would help me. Like if you're trying to buy your own home, some kind of configuration tool that would help them. Some special report, you know, the ten most important ways to, uh, you know, ten most important keys to purchasing a vacation home or whatever it is that you're is the core offering of your product, and uh, and get people to download that so you could build a lead generation effort into that. You may have that elsewhere. And this may not be your primary landing page, but if it is, then you need more lead generation efforts taking place here. Uh, all right. Um, we are out of time. And I'm grateful for everyone who's been on this phone call. I hope you found it helpful. I'm going to ask that you would take a few moments before you leave, and would you please talk to us? Please tell us more uh, about uh, whether or not you found this particular session helpful. You may have told us and given us feedback five times before every time you do we we track it we quantify it we group the, your comments into categories and we look for patterns and i get every wednesday morning at 10:30 uh, a detailed report summarizing what we're learning about your satisfaction level with these uh, free clinics we appreciate your we appreciate your trust and i look forward to hearing from you and we'll be back in 2 weeks with more information if this has been helpful please Tell a friend. Uh, we'd love to have more people on these calls that can benefit from what we're learning with all of our research. Thank you.